Hey guys, welcome to a solo episode on The Next Brave Thing. If you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Ella Hooper. I'm a life coach. I'm also a university lecturer. Um, I love to teach on emotional health and work with clients, um, creative people, especially in the entertainment industry, but I obviously work across all industries. If you're interested in life coaching, you can always go to my website, www.ella-hooper.com and go check it out for more information. But today I wanted to dive into talking about a topic that is my favorite topic, and that's on living wholehearted. Um, I teach a class called The Wholehearted Artist, and it was first birthed and inspired from, of course, Brene Brown's work. Um, she studies shame um, and emotions. She's got all these books. If you haven't heard of her, she's incredible. Um, but I thought it would be great for today's episode to really create high vision of what kind of lifestyle we want to lead to living wholehearted. I think that we can um, often aspire for a shiny life or accolades or impressive an, ex an impressive exterior world but we forget that we're often goal setting because we want to feel a certain way so we want to have a ton of money in our bank account because we want to feel either successful or we want to feel secure we want to feel free so we want to look inside why we want why we are going after certain things we're going after. But today, yeah, I wanted to give you and go through what Brene Brown calls the guideposts to living wholehearted. And these uh, guideposts are actually research-based um, that really show what it means to be wholehearted. So I'm going to list through it and then kind of speak into some that I'm kind of learning. And so the first one she has is cultivating authenticity and letting go of what people think. I have always thought I was an authentic person. I like to keep it real, but I think that the more I've matured and the more work I've done on myself, I have noticed that being authentic is way more challenging than what we, I think, realize. Um, because we come into the world really from zero to 12, really um, looking to our parents to define who we are. And I know everyone has different childhoods, but even the absence of parents tends to add, like kind of send a question mark around our, our identity and defines who we are. And then from 13 to 21, we're really influenced by our social world. So Instagram, social media, media. Um, TV shows we're watching, our peers at school, peer pressure is a big deal. And so those kind of things really shape us. And then by the time we get to 21, um, we can still be heavily influenced by both our parents or our social um, situation we find ourselves in. But we're finding a little more autonomy. But what it actually takes a lot of work in diving into our subconscious, which I think is the storage unit of our soul, where we have all our memories, you know, in this um, storage unit. And until we start really Marie Kondoing or really going through our storage unit, we're not really going to find our authenticity. And I've heard it said before that. 
um, people will say, oh, I'm an authentic person. And to me, I think a real guidepost for authenticity is vulnerability. So how vulnerable, like, or do you feel like you're like good at acting like you're chill or you're not judgy so you think you're authentic but there's actually more to it so anyway so it takes courage to let go of what people think and actually be authentic um the next guidepost is cultivating compassion and letting go of perfectionism and that's not something that I Well, I think I struggle with perfectionism, but I think I struggle more with people pleasing than perfectionism. And I think uh, perfectionism and and people pleasing are a part of the shame family. (laughs) Like, so it's a lot of proving that you're enough um, by performing for people or I have to look shiny and perfect to be acceptable or to feel safe. It's often perfectionism is kind of your protective thing in keeping you safe so cultivating more compassion which to me another word for compassion is understanding so giving grace to yourself than being perfect the next guidepost is cultivating a resilient spirit letting go of numbing and powerlessness this is a big one for me I notice that I can self-sabotage or go into a lot of self-doubt which causes me to freeze or numb or feel powerless. Like, oh, I'm not really capable to fix that or I just don't feel powerless to change something in my life. And so I've really had to, through therapy, really learn how to cultivate a resilient spirit, which has been a journey. The next one is cultivating gratitude and joy, cultivating gratitude and joy, letting go of scarcity and fear of the dark. That's a big one, especially when there's so much uncertainty going in the world. And especially as a risk taker, you're obviously a risk taker. If you're listening to my podcast, a big thing, um, especially when we have taken that big risk and nothing's really happening, it's really important to cultivate gratitude, which opens up a doorway to joy. I know when I'm focusing on the abundance in my life, it's usually joy breaks out and I realize, oh, like if I had these amazing things happen. So I can trust that good things will come rather than fearing the dark and not knowing. Uh, The next one is cultivating intuition and trusting faith, letting go of the need for certainty. And this is something that I have grown so much in in the last eight years. It's almost like I have become deeply intuitive to knowing when I'm supposed to surrender, to trust, Um, I did a podcast on the first episode back of this year on really learning how to trust and defining like what you do know and what you don't know and letting go of what you don't know and leaning into trust and growing that instinct muscle, which is really uh, challenging if you have a lot of fear or a lot of voices telling you that... um, that feel really high stakes and feel really threatening. The next one is cultivating creativity, letting go of comparison. And I have noticed just launching a podcast that you can feel um, 
yeah, a sense of comparison, especially doing a podcast. It feels like everyone's doing the podcast and then you have this fear of being mediocre and you compare yourself to other podcasts that are like yours. And I think the main thing is rather than, I think when I go into comparison, I notice I'm like looking at my stats and looking at like who's listening and liking and all that. And I get in a space that is not creative So my focus is more on like enjoying the process and the creativity that I'm discovering about myself in becoming a content creator. Um, So I, I notice when I slip into looking at stats and looking at comparing myself to other kind of uh, people who have podcasts or coaches or whatever, I have to like kind of block that out and focus in on my process and my creative practice. The next one is cultivating play and rest, letting go of exhaustion as the status symbol and productivity as self-worth. Oh my word, that is a big one. I'm going to say it again. So it's cultivating play and rest, letting go of exhaustion as a status symbol and productivity as self-worth. This is huge because I think that we... We're so wired as humans when we come into the earth of like, how do we survive this place? How do we get out when we actually don't get out alive? (laughs) But like, how do we actually create security and stability and make sure that we're safe, which is so important. Like that is a big deal for my heart. But I've noticed that when I've cultivated a sense of higher self-worth there is and that I'm actually going to be taken care of and that good things, I attract good things and I attract provision, I can let go of this need to hustle and feel like I'm walking on quicksand and dog paddling. Um, I can get out of that place and lean more in my self-worth, like I'm actually worthy of rest, I'm worthy of play and Um, I went on a journey and I'm going to do a series on emotional rest, but I actually went on a journey where I had to break out of survival mode. And so that meant that I had to take risks to rest and I had to take risks to play. And what that did was create more joy, became like I had more creative solutions from that place. And I actually had to experiment with this idea of risking to rest. The next one is cultivating calm and still letting go of anxiety as a lifestyle. Ooh, that is good. I I don't know about you, but I have really struggled with anxiety. And um, the idea of cultivating calm and still has really come from me building daily rituals and practices in my life. So making sure I wake up early and um, create a calm, non-rushed kind of environment, because I think that when we what I've noticed, I like that's why I like getting up early, because I don't like to feel like my whole day is like this ocean coming in and the tides coming in and oh my gosh my whole day is just like I'm reacting to the day Um, so I like to build meditation practices I love to journal and I love to listen to like just instrumental music that helps calm me and I also have learned to protect because my job is very people focused which means I am around a lot of Um, anxious energy I'm around performers and so I have to cultivate um, calm and still 
environments and even in my closer inner circle I've really worked at creating calm people (laughs) having like the people that are closest to me have their own practices it's not to say that they're not chaotic and they don't go through hard things but they've personally created a calm and still environment within themselves and around them so anxiety is a big topic one one of these episodes I will dive deeper into Um, but yes calm and still is a big deal So the next one is cultivating meaningful work, letting go of self-doubt and supposed to. This is probably one I'm deeply like, this is one that I am probably working on the most. I love what I do. I feel like I'm doing something that's bigger than myself and I've made choices in my life that may not have looked like the most financially payoff kind of it doesn't look like when I said yes to coming in helping start a university it definitely was not because of the money (laughs) and um, like any startup there was like a lot of risk involved financially and so but what I've been able to do is actually see the potential and the investment of my time in their creating greater security and um, a greater sense of like, oh, my life, my work is meaningful and I've seen my curriculum and the courses I teach turn into something bigger than what I even imagined. Um, So my biggest thing now is actually believing in myself more and putting my stuff out there more. So that's why I have this podcast. Um, So the next one is cultivating laughter, song and dance, letting go of being cool and always in control. I trained to be an actress, which kind of beat the try and be cool thing out of me. But I know because then I also worked corporate life that cool thing really snuck in again and I probably am the goofiest around my work colleagues and my family because I work with a lot of performers actors you it's really embraced to be a weirdo and so I feel very lucky for that and then my family um my family really do have (laughs) they did get the version of me that is the weirdest and it's almost like a a competition I have with myself around my family of like how weird can I get um but the cool thing comes in for sure like even I look at my Instagram I'm like Ella you're so trying to be cool but anyway um Being in control, yes, that's so self-protective, being cool. I think there's something really sweet and endearing um, when we embrace our weirdness and our awkwardness. So this podcast, hopefully it just kind of gets you thinking, gets you thinking about what you want to cultivate. I love the word cultivate because it reminds me of a garden and I love pictures and visuals and I think that our internal world is like a garden that we get to tend to and we get to cultivate the ground and the soil and what seeds we invest in ourselves. We get to either grow something that is beautiful or something that is dying. So um, anyway, so I wanted to dive into this today just to create high vision for you and hopefully inspire um, 
you to think about how you want to start to cultivate this in your life. You can check out these guideposts in the show show notes. I'm going to post them. And again, it's by Dr. Brene Brown. Hope you have the best day and feel free to check out my website if you are interested in life coaching and want to start working on creating this kind of a life. Um, Go to www.alladashhooper.com.